Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything. On today's show, you're going to see uh, me sitting with a notebook. The reason why is because the title of this young lady is very long, which means that she's very important. Um, but what I love about her is that she doesn't stand behind a title. What she stands behind is her heart, uh, what she wants to do with people, and empowering people at the highest level. Um, we're gonna, you're going to hear about servant leadership, which some of you, it's going to be like, wow, I know about that. Others, you're going to have questions about it. What I want you to realize is that the reason why I wanted to have this young lady on the show is because she not only works in a servant-led company, but she is a servant leader. She does this from her heart. And when I see her, uh, the people that work in the organization, when they're not around her, they're embodying what it is. And there's very few people in the world that are doing what they say they're going to do, which sounds so simple, but it's just amazing to be able to have her on the show. And I'm so glad to be able to have her. And I'm going to talk to you guys too, about the fact of how she's impacted my life and brought so much joy, so much love and so much direction into my life. So, uh, the director of strategic initiatives of Malax corporate <laughs> ventures, which I said, right. Uh, like uh, most people destroy that name, but <laughs> welcome to the show, Miss Andrea Bolin. Well, thank you, Kelly. You're very, very kind with your words. I think uh, you boasted a little bit harder than what it is, but I appreciate it. <laughs> so, Andrea, help help me with this because when people think about servant-led businesses, um, a lot of times, and we both go through this, um, a lot mm -hmm. of times people think about weakness. They think about, oh my gosh, am I just going to be a pushover and do every single thing that everyone tells me to do? Help us to understand what servant leadership is. Well, you know, servant leadership, uh, it, you're exactly right. Uh, people get scared to even want to try to implement that into their culture because they're like, oh, it's so soft. It's so, you know, you have to be a soft person and then you can't, you know, you, you can't manage people. And servant leadership isn't about managing. It's about leading relationships. And the key thing with servant leadership in an organization is you have to understand that there's a very fine line between the relationships and what you might call as soft skills, but also you still have to manage a business. And if you do it well, which is a very long journey to do it with, you can do both and you can still run very successful organization. So Andrea, talk to me. You, you said something there uh, quickly. I want to go, I want to dive into this one. I want to unpack it a bit. You said a word that a lot of people think is a four letter word uh, and it's culture. Um, people say like, and the, the reason why I say four letter word is because anytime there's a strong culture, people on the outside want to cut it in half and say it's a cult. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys yeah. are just, you know, you drank the Kool-Aid, you did this, you mm -hmm. did that. So with culture though, what I've noticed with you is one of the first things that, that stood out to me when we were at dinner, when you took me to uh, dinner there, um, you were talking about the fact that it took time that building this culture, you had the idea, you got the concepts, but it yep. took time. Can you talk to us about that? Well, you know, servant leadership's a journey. It, it, it's not a sprint, but a marathon. And it does. And, and if you ever think you've accomplished it, you haven't. Uh, it, you, you've got to always remember servant leadership takes a, a lot of effort. And that's another reason um, a lot of organizations get scared by servant leadership because a culture has to always be fostered. It always has to be watered. It always has to go on. And, and the other piece to that is, is you have to make sure that everyone 
very well understands what the core principles and the values of servant leadership are all about. And it's not like giving it to them and you're one and done. This is continuous. Every year for the last eight years, we've had uh, one of my favorites on Vicki Clark, who we call the grandmother of servant leadership. Yes. And she continues on with the same messages of grounded in servant leadership, the basics of servant leadership, because we all need to be reminded of that continually. It's, it's, it's an ongoing process. And Ken Blanchard also solidified that for me. So what was the, like when you started off, what were some of the things that, you know, if a person wants to, I, I wants to go down the road of servant leadership and, and start to be mm-hmm. a servant led company. First of all, what would be the advantages because most people are saying, my business is going good. I'd like to have a little bit more profit margin. That's what every company talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd like to have more profit margin. Maybe I'd like to make more money. Maybe I'd like to raise the top line, the bottom mm-hmm. line, whatever it is. Why should I choose servant leadership? I think, you know, for one, you are a perfect example of how you've done it well in your or your organization. But for us too, it's, it's, realizing, and and I'll tell you, for many, many years, Kelly, we used to preach and preach the customers first, the customers first, and then our our employees. And we flipped that eight years ago. Actually, it's going to be nine years ago coming up now and said, no. And it was the people that said that day in and day out about the customer first that got up there first and said, we were wrong. And it's the, it's you, it's you, the employee, and we call them associates in our organization that have to be first. And as long as we focus on our employees, they're naturally going to have it start trickling down to your customers, your product, your drive to want to succeed, because now you want them to succeed. Now they want to make sure everything else succeeds around them. And it's so important to invert that pyramid and, and make sure they know that they're on top and, and help them every step of the way. And that starts with them personally. And then you worry about professionally afterwards. Well, I think we both have to show some love to Mr. Art Barter too. And, and yes. Art Barter is, I mean, he is absolutely amazing. When he was talking about servant, uh, servant leadership, um, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't aware of the word. I was aware of the concept because my dad was a huge Ken Blanchard fan, um, mm-hmm. read his books, and my dad would just say the words. I didn't even know it was Ken Blanchard's words until yep. later on in life. Um, but with a, a servant-led um, you know, with the servant led business, a lot of times people think too, oh, okay, that's fine. Andrea, you probably have this small business, mm-hmm. you know, mom and pop shop, and you want to be really nice to people. Can you help the listeners out there to understand what Malax Corporate Ventures is and the monster that you took on when you were going <laughs> to change it over to servant leadership? Well, you know, eight years ago, we had just over 3,000 employees. Uh, We owned two um, large casinos in the state of Minnesota, Grand Casino Mille Lacs and Grand Casino Hinkley. Plus, at this point in time, we have about 25 other businesses, too. We're talking uh, two of the largest hotels in St. Paul, Minnesota, and several other businesses. So, we and, and we're in marketing, we're in hospitality, we're in gaming, and we're in small and district businesses. And so we're in, we're in a whole different world um, of many worlds, actually. And you can do that. It's okay to be able to say, okay, how does that look? 
and you have to be patient because it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to, you know, happen next month either. We had many people in our organization that said, oh, it's going to be the flavor of the month. Oh, it'll be the flavor of the year. And, you know, it's not going to change long. Something else will come up because servant leadership so soft. It hasn't changed and it's not soft. And we've had to do many difficult things in our life in the last eight years too. But we are very successful at servant leadership. And you know the key, Kelly, is is when you know your associates start going out there in the world and saying, I can't believe who I work for. And it is so awesome that we started having other organizations come to us and they wanted us to help. So that's when you know that a large organization such as Malax Corporate Ventures has made an impact on the people that it is purposeful for, which is your employees. This episode is brought to you by one of my favorite companies in the entire world, the Mina Group. As one of the top culinary experiences in the world, celebrity chef Michael Mina and his team are dedicated to giving you what you never knew you always wanted. With 30 locations throughout the world, this company is focused on the one thing that truly matters, their people, and that is why they are your world of wow. Change your life by going to michaelmina.net. Well, a lot of people could talk this stuff, but the reason why yes. I wanted to have you on is because I got to experience it firsthand. And yes. I got to experience it when you were in the room, which is awesome. And you think, okay, cool. The boss is here. Everyone's acting yeah. this way. But then I got to experience it outside of the room. You were gone. You mm-hmm. were gone. I, I mean, to watch these people interact was yep. magic. When we went yep. golfing. Nobody had a title. Nobody. I mean, I'm golfing with Joe Naquinabe, and his official role is? Uh, he is the CEO of Malax Corporate Ventures. And we're golfing. And then I have, uh, um, who was I with? Uh, Kim Hayes. Kim Haynes. And so I'm with her, and she's with the CEO of the whole organization. She just started. Yeah. I ask her why. Like, why is, what's the difference? And she said, because I have a purpose here, because they see me, they listen to me. And this isn't when Joe is standing there. He's off golfing, beating us to death. He didn't ease up (laughs) on me at all. But it was it was incredible to be able to see that. What were some of the benchmarks that you saw early on that gave you hope? Because when you bring servant leadership in, you run up against, you know, hey, you changed a whole culture. You're going to run up against some challenges. What was the first thing that you said, you know, that you saw that was, uh, you know, tangible that you said, we're on the right track here? You know, I I think part of what we started to see tangibly, things that I could wrap my hands around was when other leaders in our organization started having their meetings and wanted it for them. And they were able to start just naturally talking in reference to, you know, the principles of servant leadership and the behaviors that are so important for servant leadership And now that they were talking about it naturally meant that they were starting to live it and breathe it and behave it themselves. That's the type of things that I could see and I could listen to. And I, and now it was, it was some words going on, you know, we're big. I mean, we run two very large casinos and you're out there on the gaming floors and you're talking to associates and they're like, is this real? 
I, I actually had someone ask me how my kids are doing today. Yeah, you did. That was the first conversation today. Not, okay, can you make sure you do this, this, and this? They didn't care about that. They cared about how you did last night. That's, that's the type of stuff you see and you can feel that energy and that change and that shift. So when you were starting in on it, one of my, my, one of my brother's favorite, uh, well, one of my favorite quotes from my brother, um, he told me that um, people, a lot of times when you show them all your successes, then they will almost write you off because they don't think yep. you're real. And then mm-hmm. he said, people will learn more and be inspired more by your failures, by you falling on your face. Can you talk to a time during this journey where you fell on your face and you, or maybe you made a mistake in it and you saw like, oh my, like it became real at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, mistakes continue to happen. I mean, there, there's challenges. There's, you know, I think one of the bigger mistakes that I sometimes make is I forget to communicate to them first, to our employees first and, and ensuring that they know the why's because that's part of servant leadership is to make sure your employees know before anyone else it's the communication line. It's the whys of the world. How are they going to be impacted? Not how your customers can be impacted. How are you going to be impacted? Because you know what? They know your customer better than you do. And so they're going to figure out how our customers going to be impacted themselves. And then they're going to figure out how they're going to make it the least impactful for them because you need to make sure that. And that's where we've had our growing pains. And we continue to even see it in our surveys year over year is our communication still isn't where we can take it out of the negative because we, we fall back sometimes and we forget communication is so important. And the bigger you get or the further apart you get um, miles wise, because we're, we're far apart. We're up in central Minnesota. It's 55 miles between two of the casinos. It's 120 miles from the cities where we have other businesses. I mean, we're, we're spread out. And that can be a gap, and it hurts. Uh, It's probably one of our biggest um, uh, pitfalls that we have. What is the simplest thing that costs no money at all? Because most people think, too, when I'm going to change a culture, oh, man, uh, what's going to be the ROI on all this investment? I'm going to have to invest all this money. I'm going to have to do all these things. Can you talk to us about some of the things that you could do in a company to start to shift it that doesn't cost us any money? You know, this, some of the simple things is uh, having a conversation. How are you doing today, Kelly? How are the, how are the kids? And, and, you know, I know you love your wife to death, so what did you do special last weekend? It's just simple conversations, right? You know, another one is, what are your core values, and are they aligned to servant leadership? And that was one of the big things we changed, too. And that doesn't cost you any money. That is a conversation and sitting down together and really hashing out what are the core values we want to be living by and we want our associates to be living by. And in the end, as long as we're living them and breathing them, they're going to, they're going to do the same thing. So we, we, um, we refreshed all of our core values. Um, Some of our core values include the word love. One of our seven core values is love, wisdom, bravery, I mean, those are the core values. What, are the, what is it that you want for your employees to have in a relationship mindset? Because servant leadership is all about relationships. That is the core of it. And your relationship should be with your employees, plain and simple. 
So when you're with them, what do you want? You want trust. You want honesty. You want wisdom coming through. I need to be mentored just as much as you need to be mentored. Um, you know, it, it's so important for those things. And those, are, those don't cost you anything. You know, having, having time with them. You know, it, it's so simple to do that. Figure it out. You're, you know what your employees like. Um, maybe it's to make sure you just have a morning huddle because you don't normally do that. And you know what? The huddle has nothing to do with business. It's all about them. So, so Andrea, when you're, when you're going through too and you're, you're lifting these people up, a lot of times mm-hmm. what I've noticed with people is, and I learned, noticed this in my marriage early, right? So when Brooke and I got married, I remember uh, she came to me and she's like, look, we need to go on a date. And I was like, what are you talking about, woman? We date all the time. And she said, <laughs> no, 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 we need to go on a date. I said, what are you talking about? I said, we went on a date last night. And she's like, what do we do? And I said, we watch TV together. We watch like three hours of TV. <laughs> And she said, that's not spending time together. And I said, no. are you kidding me? Like I did. It. And then the next day I was kind of mad and I was kind of like, she doesn't even appreciate that three hours of, you know, good TV that we watch together. And so <laughs> I stomped back and forth and then I was like, fine, we'll go on a date. Are you happy now? How do you get a leader? Cause a lot of <laughs> leaders do this when you tell them like, Ask your employees how they're doing. They'll walk up and be like, okay, so I'm supposed to ask you, how are you doing? How do you get them to actually ask from their heart? How does that happen? Well, when I'm asking others to do it, I do it first. So first of all, you've got to be able to role model it, right? I mean, it, it's got to be natural. It can't be that, that uh, actor going in there and doing it. That's part of the challenge with servant leadership is, you know, you can give all of these tools, but if they don't want it and if they don't truly live it and breathe it and, and it's in the heart, it's in the heart, Kelly. And if they can't do that naturally, it, it, it's never going to come across. And in the end, they're not going to be a servant leader. And, you know, we've let go of people very specifically because that it's not been a servant leadership. And we've, and we've put out that message very clearly and started off with, you know, we are, we so believe in a culture of servant leadership and we have observed and seen and whatever it was, right. Uh, servant leadership wasn't a priority. So this person has left our company. Mm. How long does it take I, you to get there? Because I've messed up on this. I want to shout this out. Mm-hmm. Like I've been awful in this. I have held on to people too long, even to their detriment. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I remember one, one particular individual, um, you know, they're a phenomenal person, but they just Mm -hmm. weren't a fit inside of our culture. And I held on and I held on and I held on. And then when I let them go, I actually had people who used to consume my product that said, I've been a advocate of you for years, but I almost stopped being because of your judgment on that individual. But I'm so glad that you made the decision because now I will continue to rock with you. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's hard. It really is because, you know, that's another part of that fine line with servant leadership uh, between, you know, being that personable person, that relationship person, and then also looking at business needs. It's a very fine line. And you're like, okay, but that person is producing their job description, mm. but that's all they're producing. They're producing, but they're not creating. 
and they're not building and they're not going further, Kelly. So that's the thing you have to think about. I mean, some of these, you know, some, some people have left our organization. You know what? They probably were doing the bare minimum of the job description, those bullet points that we check off, right? But in the end, are they growing? Are they evolving? Are they helping? Are they making sure those people that surround them and they surround are better than them? And if they're not, then, you, then they're not a servant leader. And it can be a challenge. And you will in the end. It might take a little bit. But in the end, Kelly, you're going to see better results come through, whether it's money, whether it's productivity, whether it's um, the relationships, whether it's the morale of your team, even. I mean, the morale of your team dictates a lot more in the end results of your bottom line than anybody ever will say. And that is hard to do. And I'll tell you what, who's told me that is Joe Niquinetti. Because he believes it. Well, I, I think it's cool to be able to have people like yourself and like Joe that uh, not only believe it, but act it out. And to be able mm-hmm. to see you guys and the way that you interact. I mean, Andrea, it, it, my hat's off to you. The way that you interact with your team is phenomenal. And then you have this side, the switch. And I don't know if you know you have the switch. When, <laughs> you, when, you, when you walk on stage, like... And everyone out there that's listening, Andrea Boland, if you get a chance to be able to listen to her speak, to see one of her keynotes, there's a switch that you'll see. She'll be loving you, giving you a hug. Once she hits this, <laughs> once she hits the stage, it is on. And it's so <laughs> focused. You. It is amazing to be able to see you, um, you know, perform at that level. Can you talk to a, a, a business owner right now that their number one performer and number mm-hmm. one income producer is not a fit in their culture and they are freaked out. They are held hostage by this individual because if they leave, this business owner thinks, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose everything. Mm -hmm. Can you talk that person? So that kid, that person is sitting right in front of you. You've Mm -hmm. got, you know, three or five bullet points to be able to hit them with. How do you help them along? Well, we, we've actually had that situation or I've seen that situation. And in really in reality, they might be the top producer, but what's the rest of their team doing? What's their surroundings or others around them doing? And they're probably being held so far back because of the morale or the relationships or even not being mentored and coached so that they're better and they can be producing more. And in the end, you let go of that person and it's hard. It's very painful to say, Oh my gosh, that person brings in a million dollars in sales a year. That's a lot. That's, that's a, that's a piece of us. Right. But what's the rest of the team's potential? And is that person holding that, uh, that team's potential down? I'll guarantee you they are. And I would, I would put my own paycheck on saying you let that person go because they, they're not going to change or they, you've given them an opportunity. And again, they can, they can, as, as Ken Blanchard would say, it's not about walking the talk. It's not about, you know, talking the talk. It's about behaving the talk. And if they're not behaving the talk, then in the end, you need to let them go. And I would put my paycheck on the rest of that team will surpass what that person was bringing in. 
they will. They'll surpass it. Because in the end, that person's been holding them down and hasn't helped them. They haven't grown. They haven't evolved. Why aren't they as good as him or her? Can you? And we saw the change. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, now's the time to do some shameless promotion. This episode is brought to you by Squeeze Dried, a delicious, no hassle way to get superfoods, vitamins, and nutrition. SqueezeDried.com. It's also brought to you by Cardenas Law Group, a high level boutique law firm for all your personal injury needs. That's CardenasLawGroup.com. Thank you so much again for listening. Hopefully, you're continuing to enjoy the episode. Andrea, can you tell me too about um, the difference? You said something there where not walking the talk, not talking the talk, but behaving the talk. Because there are a lot of people who have uh, posters on the wall of their Mm -hmm. company. They have a mission statement. Um, And then I had a woman come to me one time, a good friend of mine, and she was just starting out her company. And she said, you know, Kelly, the challenges in our company is culture. And she said... Uh, are, you know, we need culture. We don't have any culture. And I stopped her at that time. And I said, no, no, people showing up late, people not dressing in dress code, people talking back Mm -hmm. to management is actually your culture. So based off your culture, you're, you're performing at a hundred percent. Can you talk, can you talk to that, that subject as far as like the difference between having a bunch of posters and actually behaving like it? Yeah. So, you know, I, I was very fortunate, you know, you brought up Art Broder, um, and I've known him for about six years, been blessed. And one of the things he, he gifted me, uh, for four years actually in a row, as I went to his servant leadership programs in, in, uh, San Diego was to be able to sit down with Ken Blanchard for, for every year for a good hour or two. Right. I mean, my, my mentor, um, the person I've looked up to since I became a leader in 1985. And, you know, he, he told me, he said, you know, Andrea, he said, and it, it, he said, it's a bunch of BS. I said, what is? He goes, you just told me that you guys really emphasize walk the talk. He goes, no. He goes, that's acting. He said, just like talk the talk. You can say anything and everything you want. It's just like where you walked up and you went like this, right? You can say anything you want, but if you don't behave the talk, because you can only behave it if you believe in it and it's in your heart and how you can deliver on it. And it's so important to behave the talk, Andrea. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I know I came back right away and and I went with our leadership teams and I'm like, get those dang sayings out of our trainings. Because they used to even be in our trainings, right? I mean, and like you said, and we had posters up and it's just great to get rid of it because behaving the talk is how you're going to see the delivery. Behaving the talk is how you see the strength in relationships. And if you don't have the strength in those relationships, it's, it, it's going to be very hard to help that journey within your organization. And you know what? I would, I would put money on. I, I would put money on this also. I would that there aren't too many people in our organization that could not at least say hi to Joe or have a conversation with Joe or even any of our senior senior. I hate to call it senior leadership because we try. You know, I I, I chuckled when you you introduced me because we don't introduce ourselves with titles because titles are irrelevant. 
I'm no different than anyone else in our organization. I just have a different focus. And until your organization looks at it that way and that everyone is in it together, everyone's the same, you just have a different focus and purpose. My purpose is to take Joe and our in our, our, our top people's visions and create reality. That's my job. I just take visions and create reality. But I'm no different than anyone else. And, and I need people to make sure that they know that. And that's how I build relationships. And that's why I have, they have no problem with me, whether, you know, I, I, they need something done with, with uh, making sure all the hot dogs were on the hot dog cart at the golf course um, to, you know, making sure that I, I can take care of everyone. And I went and said hi to everyone every day, right? That's what we do every day. Well, I, I, I got to, again, I got to see it firsthand and probably my favorite story about the weekend. I didn't tell you about this, but we, when we had the, we had the party afterwards and, you know, uh, everyone is sitting down, um, you know, everyone kind of having some drinks, listen to some music. Um, someone pulled out their little speaker and put it on the table. We were playing some old school hip hop, which was amazing. Joe's sitting right next to me and we're hanging out. And I've seen this, this stuff play out before where everyone caters, right? So Joe being the CEO Everyone caters and makes sure that Joe's okay. Yeah. But I had, uh, they, they had a couple pictures of, I think it was, I, I can't remember what drink it was, but they had some pictures of, of it. Well, it ran out. And the catering came through and they were taking a, um, a cart back. And mm-hmm. one person at the table wasn't senior leadership. Um, it was a, a, an employee that was on the floor had mentioned, oh, you know, is there, is there more to drink? They went to pour the pitcher, but the pitcher was gone. And they, the person backed off is like, no, no, no big deal. Joe called out to the catering that was just about to go through the door and mm-hmm. out the door. And he called out to him a couple of times. They didn't hear him. So he ran into the hallway, grabbed the cart, brought the cart back, not yep. only brought the cart back, but grabbed a pitcher and then poured the glass for the uh, young lady and handed it to the young lady and then sat back like he was just not. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is servant leadership. Yeah, right? it is. And I, I just want to I want to commend it. I just think that it's, you know, I think it's a, an incredible, incredible thing. Now, a lot of people, too, out there are thinking, okay, Andrea, Andrea, you have a perfect life because you're a servant leader. So everything in your life must be awesome because you have a great attitude and you treat people well. (laughs) So life for you must just be running so smooth and you must be in this, you know, beaver cleaver home. There's apple pie (laughs) when you get home. But I know that, I mean, your husband is in the corrections industry. Yep. And you're talking about servant leadership. And I'm sure that from his standpoint, like that world that he's in, I mean, how, how, talk to us about the makeup of Andrea, because most people think again, that you're sitting in a place that everything is, you know, sugar plums and lollipops. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, Kelly, it, it, I'm no different than anyone else. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, my, yeah, my husband's a warden. And uh, he actually is recognized as a servant leadership uh, organization also. In fact, at our national conference next week that we're putting on at Mille Lacs Corporate Ventures, he's got 25 from the Department of Corrections attending our servant leadership conference. So that's how much our DOC, Department of Corrections, believes in servant leadership in Minnesota. Um, so 
But, you know, I'm just, I'm a grandmother of eight. Um, I have uh, four to six of them regularly here um, in my house, uh, on, on my feet, uh, doing several things. And, and they're different stages of life along with my three kids. And, and it's just crazy. I mean, all the time. It's running to, to games and going to the lake and then coming back and making sure, you know, and these are all with like three to six hour drives in between everything. Cause we, I, I work, uh, you know, about hundred miles away from home. And so uh, it's, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, I'm just a normal person trying to have fun. I started out in the restaurant industry uh, and, and moved on my uh, way up through training and human resources. And I was very fortunate to be able to just, um, show that I care and that I am driven. And my dad always ta- taught me, Andrea, just be authentic, be yourself, and know that only you are the one that can make you successful. When did you start to, and, when, Andrea, when did you start to listen to that advice from your dad? Because when you're young and you hear those things, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dad. Like, that's, I mean, because I, I know, like my pop, my, my pop was giving me great advice and he was like, look, and he said this, right? Son, there's no, there, he said, there's only one business in the world and one business only, and that's the people business. You take the people out of the business, you have no business at all. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he would say it all the time, all the time, all the time. But when you started today on the podcast, that's exactly what you said. And you're running a, help us to understand the the scope as far as uh, um, revenue wise in a year around about what does Malax corporate ventures do so people can understand the scope of it? I, I, I mean, we're, we're a multimillion dollar organization. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I, I don't even think about it. I don't even worry about it. Or my primary my primary thought process is is that everything we do as as employees is to help the next seven generations of the Malax Band of Ojibwe. That's our mission: is to make sure that we can provide uh, for our communities in in the next seven generations. So I guess I don't. You know, as long as we're doing that continually, that means we're serving others also in another format, which is the next seven generations, right? Um, But, you know, back in 1986, um, after I started getting into leadership, you know, I started really realizing then what my dad meant. Um, And I watched my dad be a leader, a a business owner for all my life and how it, um, it, it worked for him and how he always had people that wanted to be with him and work with him um, and make him successful. And it wasn't that, and he'd turn around and tell you, it's not about me being successful, Andrea. It's about them being successful. Because now, even if they go to a different organization and they help another organization be successful, that's okay. Because they've grown. They're better for it. And that's what I started looking at when I started getting into leadership and restaurant. And, and, And so, you know, the thing I would do uh, Kelly was when I had another leader join our team, I would give them the one minute manager book back in 1986 with Ken Blanchard. And I'd say, I need to, we need to sit down in 30 days and we're going to do your 30 day performance review, but it's not going to be on your work performance. I want to know how you've implemented this book. And that's, that's how I knew back then 
that's what my dad meant by being authentic about wanting to make sure they could they could deliver and they could be better for themselves. And it was by giving that simple gift, that little book by Ken Blanchard to help people see the simplicity of servant leadership. And it, it was very successful for all of those that worked with me and who I worked for, which was my whole team. I worked for them. They didn't work for me. Wow. Andrea, how do you keep your attitude at the point that you are? Because when I, okay, you and I met at Servant Leadership Conference in, here in Carlsbad. Yep. And I mean, you are a ball of love. Like you come, like there's <laughs> light you. and there's light and there's love in there. Like right when I met you, you didn't know who I was. I mean, I, I, I looked the least like anyone in that room <laughs> when, we, when we were there. I, I remember having people hand me their hors d'oeuvre plate when they were done. They were like, here, uh, can take this. Um, you know, they... <laughs> They were, they were asking me, uh, can you sweep up over here or, you know, but there's this overwhelming light inside of you. And you just said, I mean, you did it in passing and you did it quick, but you said, I have eight grandchildren. I have three children. I'm running from here to there. I drive a hundred miles to work. You have the ability, you have the right to be mad about it. That's what I call people who are just, you know, the people who are just mad about it and no matter what. And everyone asks me like, what is it? And I'm like, I don't know, but they're just mad about it. Like all the time. <laughs> how, how do you stay in Andrea mode all the time. Like I, I've, I've, every time I've seen you, every time I've been around you and I've watched when you're not watching me watch you. Uh, and it's sure the same. You and you saw me in many different lights a month ago. And it's the same. <laughs> like it's the same. I saw you when the mics weren't working. I saw you when the TV wasn't working. I saw you when there was technical difficulties, when there was back and forth and, and it was mm -hmm. exactly the same. How do you keep that attitude at the level? You know, Kelly, having a negative attitude is not going to get you anywhere. And, and if you can't think that there is a solution and if you can't think forward, you're never going to grow forward. And that's how I have to always look at it is there's a light at the end of the tunnel always. And if I don't stay positive, those around me aren't going to stay positive. So I have to, that's me naturally. And the other key thing Kelly is to always remember is we don't know the other person's story. So how can we be negative to anyone when we don't even know their story? We can think we know the other person's story. We never know the other person's story. We don't know why that didn't turn on or that light didn't work or that microphone. You know, maybe it, whatever it is, you have to have patience because otherwise all you're doing is stirring the pot for those that are trying. They're just trying. They're trying to satisfy. No different than your, your example with Joe that night with that. I'm sure that, that when Joe ran out there, that the one person that was with the cart probably got nervous as could be. Shouldn't have, because Joe didn't, Joe didn't do it for that purpose. He's just like, hey, that person's busy. We're short-staffed. We're down, we're down a couple hundred people right now, right? He's just wanting to make sure he can service whoever it is, right? And that's what it's about, is how can we just continue the light, and help them be successful. So be positive all the time. It's not going to help you any other way. And, and as soon as you have that negative energy, that aurora is going to go everywhere else. It's just like servant leadership. You have to behave that. You have to believe it. It has to be your heart. 
And as long as it's your heart, it's going to carry everywhere. Well, I want to tell you another uh, example of, of heart because Mike, when we went to dinner, we went to dinner at oh. Wynn State. It was Wynn Steakhouse. Am I correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal food, by the way. I mean, it was, I, I wanted to just stay there all night. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to keep on, I wanted to keep on eating everything, but I knew I had to yep. walk. I knew I had to walk the next day. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, a really, a thing that really hit me strong was the way that Mike treated the people who mm-hmm. worked in Wynn. And he empowered the woman when she came up, he was talking to her and, you know, he was talking to her about, you know, developing different things, all this stuff. But then he just started to talk about her and how great she was doing. And he started yeah. to thank her and he started to empower her. Can you talk to, a, uh, to us about empowerment of people to get them to, I mean, because that woman served us at the highest level, but mm-hmm. I saw Mike do it on purpose. Like I yeah. saw him do it and he lifted her up. And then guess what? We got phenomenal service as opposed oh, to, yeah. I, I see a lot of people that are afraid of people elevating higher than them. How do you empower mm-hmm. people? Well, you know, empowerment is very important, especially, you know, unfortunately, no matter what part of the organization you're in, there are still people that still look at titles and automatically, Oh my gosh, that's the CEO. Oh my gosh. That's the corporate VP of food and beverage and, and innovation. Oh my gosh. No. And so that's where that empowerment comes in is just naturally have those conversations. It's about them. They are the people, right? And how do you boast them and how do you give them the realization in a conversation, conversation, communication, right? Is, Boasting them, bringing them up, and then all of a sudden, they're just going to be on cloud nine. And as long as they're on cloud nine, they're going to deliver cloud nine to everybody. And Mike is one of our total, total role models of life, of servant leadership. Mike Engel, um, you know, he's a dear friend. He is the, he, he is, he's just uh, the truest of servant leaders you'll ever find. And his heart is bigger than you and I is together. But yeah, it's all about empowering. You empower those around you and they're going to deliver on more than what you could ever ask for. Mm-hmm. Andrea, you've been dropping wisdom the whole <laughs> time. But what I keep hearing is it's so simple, guys. Like what, you, what I keep hearing from you is don't focus on the customer. Yeah. Focus on the people who work in your organization. Yeah. Communi- mm-hmm. Communicate with them. Yeah. Have a conversation with them from yep. your heart mm-hmm. and ask them how they're doing. Andrea, it cannot be that simple to be successful at business with those things. It is. It, it, you know, and that's what we say. You know, it, it might be a marathon. It's not going to be a sprint. But in that marathon, it is simple. It's just the reason it's a marathon is because it's continual. You have to continually do this day in and day out, part of your life naturally. It's always got to go on. And and Vicki Clark will tell you, there are going to be slip-ups. And and she's got it on a ladder. She's got the nine behaviors of servant leadership on a ladder. And she says, you know what? One of those wrongs might slip one of these days. And that's okay. Just go ahead and identify what wrong that was. And now you have your goal for the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. 
to refocus to make sure you're bringing it back, right? It's that simple. It's just about listening. It's just about having empathy and, and, and understanding the simplicity of servant leadership in building that relationship. It's, it, it is simple. But unfortunately, some people think simple means one and done. And that's the challenge with servant leadership. Servant leadership is never a one and done. Never. And it never will be. Um, and, and look at Ken Blanchard. He still, he still sends out simple messages every day um, regularly because he knows it's, it's, you have to continually do that. And you know what? I bet he's sent the same ones repeatedly over the last 16 months of just three or four simple pieces, listening, empathy, caring, and love. It's that easy or that simple. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. It is that simple. Okay. So Andrea, do me a favor. I want you to talk to three people. Number one, the person who is a power led structure, meaning that everyone serves the CEO. We know almost Mm -hmm. there's so many companies out there like this. I believe, I believe in the next 10 years, servant leadership will be the, the, the norm. And if you don't Mm -hmm. have a servant led in a company, you won't even be able to function anymore. Now, when I said this to Art Barter, um, he got excited, and I said this to some people in the room, and some people were like, I don't know that that's going to happen. But also, mm-hmm. I think there was people that said, I am never going to put my credit card on my phone and order something online. Yep. Right? Yep. yep. That's right. That's okay. right. So so talk to three people. The first one is a, is a power-led structure that is like, I, I've heard of this stuff. I don't really know. Then I want you to talk to the person who – is in it who has decided and they're going they're they're starting off on the journey and they're just about to go in and then i want you to talk to the person who's been doing it for six or eight years that obviously is running into challenges like we all do Mm -hmm. so can you talk to those three people the first person being the 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 person that's like i might dip my toe in the water but i just don't know well, first and foremost, uh, no matter who that is, is is all three of them need to. I, I'm a, a very strong advocate of um, making sure you have the right mentor and the right coach. And if no matter what phase you're in, if you're in that that one, you know, the, the one that's like uh, stern and there's no way it's going to happen, and the one that's dabbling, and the one that's just deep, you know knee deep in it they need to help you continually focus. And that's one of the things about servant leadership is, is the other thing is, is we found that you had to continually, continually put it in their face. Continually. I started Monday and Friday messages for two years straight, every, every Monday and Friday. And it might've been a simple, just phrase that went out. It might've been an article. It might've been, you know, just like one, one of your podcasts. I'd share those with them because they had to continually have it in their face. Same with these CEOs, all three of them. It's got to continually be in their face, right? And, and make sure they understand, you know, some of the, the data. That's that, that stringent one, they need data to show them that servant leadership organizations are actually more successful than non-servant leadership organizations. And they show it, prove it. It's not hard to prove. And we are one of those organizations that can do that and, and how we've been successful to do that. 
going from, you know, back in 2012, we had seven businesses besides our gaming organizations. Now we're almost at 30 uh, businesses. You know, it's, it's just crazy what we've been able to do, but it's, it's we, the whole organization has been able to do this together because they've been, they've been allowed to fail. They've been allowed to succeed. And when in both ways, failures and successes, they've both been recognized positively for both. And that's an important thing. And that's probably one of the things that that hardcore CEO could probably learn a thing or two on is that's okay. You know, and the other thing you said, you know, Kelly, is you really believe in the future servant leadership is going to have to be the delivery. I think people need to understand the last 16 months have shown us and we've got a generation coming up, the alpha group. That's the only way they're going to deliver for you. I'm telling you, it's about relationships. They are looking for that relationship together. And even the millennials now are trying to trying to figure that out because of course we had them for so many years and we were trying to figure them out. Right. And then, and now we had the Gen Z's, but that alpha group's going to be looking for relationship building. They're going to be looking for people that believe in them and will empower them to succeed. And, and then they're going to just take right off. So I don't know if the alpha group's going to even allow it any other way. And so all three of those groups have to, the one that, you know, my example of Joe and, and several others that we have, um, uh, we've got a couple of big groups out there, uh, U.S. Foods and J&B Group down here in the cities, and they, they are another examples of servant leadership, and they can show you and, and provide with you the simple examples of how it's allowed. You know, we've got people that have worked for us for 15, 20, 30 years. And that's another perfect example of those that want to stay, you know, because now they feel value. They are valued, not just feel, they are valued. They bring something to the table. And they also see with those that don't bring something to the table, they're not going to be there anymore. And that's probably another part of the CEOs goes back to that one example you had even in your organization where, man, they're bringing in a million dollars. They're the top salesperson. But what's the other impact? What is the other impact? And this last 15, 16 months has told us this world's about people. And we need to get used to that. And if you're not, I, I don't think you'll be here in the next five years. So Plain and simple. Another pause for station identification and shameless promotion. This episode is also brought to you by Finley Cars of Las Vegas. I tell you, next level in the car buying experience, and not only that, but the life of your car, the service that you're going to uh, experience is incredible. It's Finley Volvo Cars uh, LV.com. And also brought to you by uh, Bling Shine Serum, the only product on the market that will add weightless moisture, strength, and shine, and the only uh, product that has the endorsement of my mama. When I showed her all the features and benefits, she smelled it, and she said, this is the greatest product that you've ever done. And I thought, mom, do you not uh, look at the features and benefits? She said, no, if it smells like that, it must work. And I tell you, every single woman needs a little bit of bling in their life, and this can be purchased at kellycardinasalon.com. How, uh, when I say how, well, how are you able to do this? But why is the most important thing to me? You were leading a servant-led 
business that you are in corporation that you are living it and you're, you're, you're acting out your belief system. You're behaving mm-hmm. in that way. But then you took it to another level and this is why the why is there and then there's the how. So why is it so important that you're out there educating other organizations that don't make you any money? You have a, you have a convention every year that serves yeah. people in businesses that don't bring anything to your bottom line. Why yeah. is that so important and how can someone do that as they move forward? You know, Kelly, we're, we're very fortunate. In fact, we have competitors at our conference, uh, which is next week this year, right? And we have other, uh, this year we've got 11 other gaming enterprises coming to our conference. And when we, when we started this journey, and again, it's a journey, it's a marathon. When we started this and then when they started hearing from our associates, what servant leadership is all about and what it's done for them and the organization and what positivity they're seeing and the change in the culture. And they wanted it also. We actually told them, no, you, you can't. They wanted to come to our conference and we're like, you can't. It's about us. It, it, it's about all those people in the room. And, and Joe is very personal uh, in that sessions and, and in that conference. And, as you saw, he sits with all of them all the time, all day, 7 a.m. to, well, we went to one or two in the morning sometimes, right? I mean, it's a personal thing. And so we're like, how about we give back? Why don't we hold a conference that we can allow our competitors, our friends, our community members, our other businesses? Because in the end, Kelly, no matter if we're competing whether we're not, maybe um, maybe we're rivals, maybe we're just not friends, we're all in this together. Mm. And we're all in this together to help others succeed, no matter who they are. So, yeah, we've, we've been very fortunate. We've got, you know, on a, a typical year, we have about 500 people from all over the United States, Alaska, Canada, um, last year, during the before the pandemic hit, we had people from Africa signed up, New Zealand signed up because they've heard, and they're all in person. And it's it, you know, the thing about it is, is to create that engagement, to create that opportunity for them to see and to feel, and to 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 embrace the behaviors we display at that conference. They leave there completely engulfed in servant leadership. And I can't wait for you to come back next year for our 2022 live, you know, event, because then you're really going to see 500 people and they're going to experience everything that they should be displaying in the organization. And even if there are competitors, we don't care. And you know what? We're not even in it for the money. We, we are very inexpensive um, conference. We have an inclusive, it's hotel, food, beverages, the conference pass uh, this last year was $349. And that's for three nights hotel, all the food. We tell you to gain 10 pounds when you're here because we make darn sure you are well taken care of because that's how we want you to go back and do it in your organization. And we bring top-notch people as yourself, as Art Barter, as many other, Vicki Clark and others from all over the United States to help with tools, resources, and skills. 
And if and they're only the best, the best of the best that come here to help others grow. And that's what we're about. It's not about us. It's about those around us being better. And if our communities are better, the next seven generations are going to be better too. Andrea, something that you said to me when we were at the conference, you pulled me aside and you had asked me, um, do you know anyone, um, you know, as far as speaker wise? And you were asking, you were asking me this and then you said, and I want you to know that this conference I take very personal or maybe that's, I'm paraphrasing here, but you said that you go out and you research and you see all the speakers in person as opposed to just hearing about their attitude or whatever it was. Yep. Why yep. do you take so much pride in, because a lot of times, I mean, a person like yourself, it's not like you don't have enough to do. You're driving 200 <laughs> miles to, you know, back and forth to work. You got eight grandchildren, you got three kids. You're running this multi, multi, multi-million dollar business. And you take the time to listen to every yeah. speaker before you put them in front of your audience. Why is that so important? You know, yeah, it, we, we don't go off of websites. We don't go off of, we don't go off of uh, video off of websites. We don't go off of, we don't even go off of TED Talks. Um, and, you know, we firmly, firmly believe that if we haven't experienced to make sure, again, that they're behaving the talk, they're, they, they are actually in, embedded with servant leadership and can also um, be part of our team. And if they aren't part of our team, I can't put them out there on stage because they're not going to relate. Because mm. remember, the number one thing in servant leadership is relationships. And the other key thing with ours, so there's there's a core of us three that typically, that once in a while we'll, we'll rely on someone else, but no, typically I go out to everyone. I've heard every one of you that have been in our, in our stage, in our convention, our conference, because it has to be the right connection. And I have to guarantee the delivery that those that are sitting there are going to lead with more skills, knowledge, and tools for their toolbox. And if I can't guarantee that, then I haven't done my job. Well, I could tell you this. I could tell you this. When people hear this, (laughs) when they hear you talk, when they hear this podcast, they hear this episode, they are going to be clamoring. I believe there's going to be more than 500 people there (laughs) if you can fit them in the room. I mean, Andrea, like, Andrea, I want to compliment you because I I could tell you I've been to conventions all over the world. And Mm -hmm. I would tell you any single person out there listening, do whatever you can to get to Mm -hmm. this servant leadership conference. You have to be, I mean, to be there is to change your, not like, we're not only talking about changing your company, but like what Andrew was talking mm-hmm. about, it can change generation upon generation yeah. upon generation and the impact that it will have the people that you're around and not only the speakers that you're going to get to hear, but also the interaction when you sit at lunch and watch the way people interact. Mm-hmm. I sat at the table after the golf, uh, uh, you know, after the golf, uh, tournament, which Joe and I won, by the way, I just want to let you know, we didn't get our credit for that. We remember. Okay. All right. So I want my trophy. I I was horrible, but Joe was really good. But, um, I saw them interacting. I saw them bantering back and forth. I saw them belly laughing to where the guy said, I have to stop right now because my body is hurting because I'm laughing so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I talk about Star Wars, right? So when I talk about Star Wars, eight years, like Star Wars mentality, eight years ago, it would have been Star Wars mentality for you to see in a galaxy far, far away that you would actually be living in a servant led business, right? So I, you would have told me I was crazy. Although you were hoping for it, it was Star Wars. Yes. Based off of that, Andrea, where you're at right now, what's your next Star Wars? Oh my, um, I think it's for us to be able to actually, you know, we've even dabbled a little bit of willing to come into other organizations or other parts of the United States because we can only hold so many people in our, our conference. Um, you know, the other thing about our conferences is we usually go on sale in November, December is somewhere in there. Uh, the conference isn't until uh, next year. It'll be June 2021, 22 of 2022. Um, we usually sell out by February. <laughs> I, most conferences don't sell out until three or four weeks before the conference because companies just don't work that way, right? Ours sell out. We've never had our conference not be sold out by March at the latest because of what they receive, because of, of that engagement and that, that piece. So we've talked about, you know, our Star Wars is, is is possibly going ahead and moving it forward to other parts of the United States to help other communities. It doesn't have to be communities in Minnesota. The point is, is other tribes, other organizations. I don't care who it is, but to help because servant leadership is from the heart and servant leadership delivers people being better. Mm. And, and, it's just about you and I being better. And that's what we want to do. So that's our Star Wars is to move it forward even further. Can I add something to your Star Wars? Okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, number one, it's going to sell out. It's going to sell out even quicker. It's going to sell out before <laughs> February. I can tell you that. Five, 500 people. Like now, once we get done with social distancing and we're, you know, we're yeah. in the clear in that part, I know that ballroom probably hold a little more than 500 people, but I'm saying like, if we pack together, like we need to sit on the floor together because <laughs> I'm telling you this guys, this is not, and I tell you this on, on everything who I am, this conference is something you need to be at. Whether you. you're starting a company, whether you're inside a company, whether you're a CEO, I don't care what it is. If you ever mm-hmm. want to do business, you want to have a job, you need to go and see this because even if your organization, the, the CEO doesn't go, if you mm-hmm. go and you bring back this information, you will become one of the most valuable people in the organization yep. itself. So here's my Star mm-hmm. Wars for you is Damien Horn. Remember that name? Damien okay. Horn is a servant led musician. Okay. Jeremiah James, servant-led musician. Okay. So when we have our packed out house of, let's call it 1,500, that we have a concert that night that's at the amphitheater that is by all servant-led musicians. Oh, my. And the music, the music brings another level because... Now the people who were maybe musical learners are going to learn that, but they're going to learn it from servant led musicians. Yeah, that would be so cool. That would just be awesome. We've also always dreamed of having a concert out in our amphitheater for something like that. You know, again, it's, we're not about um, charging an arm and a leg and, 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 
putting out more than we can chew. We're about making sure we give you the right things, the, the right opportunities, the, the make sure you definitely walk away with that true engagement, networking, connection, relationship building opportunities also, and, and just be able to bring it back to where you go. You know, I had a, a testimonial the other day, just naturally, she emailed me and she goes, Andrea, she goes, I so wish you guys were in person this year. So we're going to wait till next year because I'll tell you what, I was there in 2019 because of course we didn't have 2020, right? And she goes, my husband's still hearing about it. Yeah. So she goes, I can't wait because we got just as much out of all the presenters but we also got just as much out of the engagement, the, the social hours, the lunch hours, the after hours. We had people going to bed at four, but they were anxious to get back up at 730 in the morning. We go from eight at eight in the morning and we go till midnight, one in the morning and they come right back the next day and they might be tired, but they keep on going because it's so, um, it, it's so bringing them in and they find out who they really are. I tell you, Andrea, seriously, it is the most underrated uh, uh, conference uh, in our world today. It really is. I mean, to to experience it, I remember hearing about it once I did the Servant Leadership uh, Conference, um, you know, sitting down uh, with Bob and him telling me about it, and then to experience it at a whole nother level. And and yeah. I, could, I could go on for another hour just telling every <laughs> listener out there, seriously, if you're sitting on your butt right now, you don't even have a job, you need to go. And honestly, there's no conference. I mean, when you said that you charged... $350 and you yeah. got the room and you got the conference and you got, I mean, you guys, you guys better get this now. You better get this now. I'm the sham. I'm the sham. Wow. Guy right now. So yeah, Andrea, yep. I, I want to thank you because I started the podcast for people like you. And when I say that I started it to have people like you on iconic people like yourself, because I made the podcast actually for my two children. Maddox, who's t a nine, and McKenna, who's 12. Uh -huh. And I wanted to take iconic people like you, and I wanted to show my kids that now Auntie Andrea <laughs> is not a superhero. She didn't come from oh. a different planet. Mm -mm. She's a woman who has a phenomenal attitude and phenomenal work ethic. Mm-hmm. And if Miss, if Auntie Andrea can do the things that she's doing in the simple process that she's doing by focus on people, loving on people, so can you. Yeah. So what, yep. what advice would you give to Maddox and McKenna? And if you could use both of their names, McKenna's 12. And so she's going on 25. She's the heart of the family. <laughs> okay. She's the heart of the family. We, yep, we get, yep. we get a hug from her. We are like, oh, that is gold. I'm, I'm hugging. I watched Stranger Things last <laughs> night with her. I watched Stranger Things. This is a 12-year-old girl. I mean, it's cussing in the show, all the stuff. But the reason why I watched it is because I just wanted to be with her. I didn't care what was going yeah. on in this film. Yep. Then my little man, Maddox, is, he's, uh, I mean, he's his own style. Uh, he is on another level. The kid, I mean, he's excited about everything in the world. Mm -hmm. If you could use their names, what advice would you give to Maddox? And McKenna. Well, McKenna and Maddox, the key thing for you is to always say you. Be authentic. Remember, you are the one that delivers your own world. 
and no one else does. You're the one that has to create the wins. And just remember those relationships that you build along the way are going to continually lift you up and make sure you succeed at anything you want. Andrea, you have been, I mean, you have been so incredible today. You have exceeded Thank every you. expectation. I got a lot of expectation on you, though. Like yeah, I, got, I know you do. I got, I got tons <laughs> of expectation. When I sat in the audience and I got to see you, I saw the switch. You know what I'm talking I don't know if you know what oh, I'm yeah. talking about. Your, your husband knows what I'm talking about because when that switch goes off, he's like, okay, uh, uh, I, got, I got everything, honey. I'll wash the dishes. Yeah. I'll do whatever. <laughs> but that switch, that switch, it, it was incredible. I mean, to be able to watch it and to be able to learn. And I mean, I took so many notes. I'm writing as fast as, I mean, I, I sometimes I just wanted to like do slow motion because I was like, no, no, Andrew, let me write down every single word as we go. Um, honestly, one of the, one of the best, uh, one of the best speakers, uh, that I've got a chance to be able to, to, to experience because you live what you're talking about. And thank you very much. You exceeded expectation today. And I just, I want to thank you so much, uh, for being on the show. Well, thank you. Um, because it's again, a relationship we started, uh, two years ago, and now we'll go on forever. And I am very blessed myself um, to add that to my heart. So I thank you very much for everything and, and your belief in what we do and belief in what others do in servant leadership. So thank you. Well, uh, Andrea, you are officially off the hot seat. I want to tell you, every person out there that's listening right now, do the things that you know you need to do. Subscribe, click the links, do everything. And what I would suggest in this is here's my ask. If you got any value out of today, which I know every single one of you did, I want you to share this with someone that you know. I want you to share this with a business owner, share this with a, a struggling employee. I want you to share this with a manager. I want you to share this with a, a CEO. I want you to share it with every single person because I believe that when Andrea's message gets out there, I believe that the world can start to be a better place. So thank you again. You're officially off the hot seat, uh, Andrea, and we appreciate you to no end. Thank you.